There's a better way to make video ads, specifically the ones that drive performance on every screen in the home. QuickFrame by Bowden has hacked the production process to deliver a faster, more efficient way to produce high-quality video at scale thanks to their curated network of creators eager to bring your brand's vision to life. If you're ready to iterate and improve on your campaigns mid-flight, creating a feedback loop of video data to take your ads to new heights, then you're ready for QuickFrame. Visit QuickFrame.com and get started today. Over the past 10 years, the value within the business landscape has changed significantly and profoundly. In these increasingly turbulent times, people are looking for safe havens and security in the brands they buy and interact with. Enter a super league of businesses. These brands understand the role of brand as a form of leadership and have gone all in on trust to demonstrate that they can support consumers' emerging needs and can respond to their challenging priorities and expectations. In this episode of AW360, I speak with Emma Ellis, UK Managing Director at Interbrand, and Simon Morris, VP of International Marketing at Adobe, about what the future holds as brands increasingly take on leadership roles within society. Emma and Simon, welcome to the AW360 podcast. I'm so pleased to have you both on today. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Lovely, lovely to have you. Uh, lovely to be here too. <laughs> so Emma, we'll start with you. You're, you're Managing Director at Interbrand. Tell us a little about Interbrand and, and what you do there. Thank you so much. Yeah, so um, Interbrand is a, a global branding consultancy um, and um, we are almost 50 years old um, as an agency um, and we are in the business of creating confidence to make iconic moves for our brands but we're also quite well known um, for the best global brands ranking we uh, conduct every year um, and today I will be pulling a few of the insights from that in terms of what are the big changes um, that we see um, with brands over the last few years. Excellent and Simon as Vice President of International Marketing at Adobe, tell us what you do. I think we all know who Adobe is, but I don't think most of us know just how big Adobe is. Tell us what you do there and you know what you're responsible for. Sure, so um, and obviously most people know Adobe for our you know, content creation tools, um, but Adobe you know, is so much more than that. You know, we have our document management tools with, with, uh, with Acrobat, and we also have our digital experience business where we are creating the best marketing technology for marketers that, that deliver amazing experiences to their customers. And, you know, being responsible for marketing across international, I'm responsible for all of our marketing campaigns, uh, our advertising, our major events and partnerships, uh, which are designed to attract both new and existing cast customers. And the best thing about it is that I get to use all of the great technology that we produce. Excellent. Well, I'm excited to have this conversation. So let's just dive right in. Um, we'll start with you, Emma. From your perspective at Interbrand, what are the biggest changes brands have seen in the last 10 years? And I think, you know, it goes without saying the past few years have seen extraordinary changes. But, you know, let's let's do a full decade here. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, so we've been fortunate enough here to be looking at um, the performance of the best global brands over the 20 plus years. Um, and it's been truly fascinating to see specifically what's going on over the last 10 years. So if we just look at the top 100 best global brands performance in the last year, 
for the first time, it surpassed $3 trillion, which was up 16% year on year. Um, but fascinatingly, the top 10 brands cumulative value has been higher than the next 90. So we're really interested in what's going on with those top 10 brands and, and what it is in terms of the big shifts. Um, and we really boil this down to um, a, a big change in the sense of brands having to deliver exceptional experience, but combine that with unparalleled and uncompromising integrity. And so this, this past decade has seen this emergence of this new sort of super league of brands. And many of the brands are doing much more than just exceptional product services and experiences. They're taking sides on the most critical debates of our times. Um, so these brands are effortlessly balancing power and responsibility and really shifting people's expectations of, of what's great and also what's right. So really pushing it in terms of having uncompromising integrity and being fearless in their actions. And Simon, what has been required on the Adobe side to, to navigate these changes that, that Emma's discussing? And how have you managed to sort of contend with those changes? I'd say a couple of things. I mean, we, we Adobe turned 40, you know, late last year. Um, and, you know, the one thing that has been constant um, is how we've continued to innovate, transform and reinvent ourselves as a company. Um, but above all, I think this this points to what Emma was saying. You know, our, that track record is grounded in our, in our purpose. I think you know, brands are certainly looking to looking at the role that companies play in societal issues um, and the expectations that people have for corporations has has changed. And I think that you know we we've um, because its purpose has been grounded in the organisation from the start. It's kind of been we've been able to naturally respond to that. Um, what gives us, I guess, the confidence to navigate all of the change is that you know, many of the fundamentals of marketing remain the same. They just needed to evolve a little. So if you think about our, you know, the brands, you, you need to know, and you've always needed to know, you know who you are, what you stand for, what your values are, and what's your, what's your differentiation in the world to your customers. And so for Adobe, you know, maybe 10 years ago, we used to be, we used to think about our brand in terms of protection and control and enforcement of those brand guidelines but for now really now we think about our brand in terms of co-creation you know, we recognize that to connect with people in ways in which people want to connect with us you know they want to be part of our brand they want to help define who we are and what we stand for so the deeper they feel part of our brand the stronger that relationship will be uh, we you know we opened up our entire brand identity to our customers we said take our logo and interpret it to, to our creative community. Um, we've also, you know, since the pandemic, uh, started to work with creators across the globe um, to form part of our events. For example, they might create um, the video editing or the stage backdrops for our flagship events. So it's truly made for creators by creatives. So it's much more background co-creation and collaboration with our customers and community. And, you know, in, in the past few years, and I mean, I've been using Adobe products for as long as I can remember. I was not aware, I confess, that, you know, Adobe was was 40 this year. But um, I, I actually, I probably would have guessed 30. But um, yeah, I've been using, you know, these products for decades now. In fact, this podcast will be edited on Adobe Audition. And I guarantee you the assets for, you know, promotion will be done in Illustrator and Photoshop. Um, in, in terms of that, sort of changing that tone, you know, that, that way that you are represented to partners. What 
really brought that about? I mean, obviously there's necessity, but you know, it's we see a lot of companies kind of just trudge along doing their same old thing. And then, you know, they wake up one day with fewer customers and they wonder why Adobe seems to have been well ahead of that. Would you, would you agree? I would. And, and you know, thank you for, for, for being a customer. Um, I think that, that um, we, we definitely, you know, since we moved to the, the subscription model, um, you know, it, it did open up the, 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 the availability of these tools to a much, much broader set of audiences. Um, and but you know one thing we've stayed true to is 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 our mission, which is changing the world through digital experiences. And you know that you know, and to do that, we've we've felt that we we have to deliver the best products. Um, but we also wanted to make sure that we were providing products that were accessible to all. So you know with products like Adobe Express, which I'm not sure if we've had a chance to use, you know that for us is a way of helping to unlock creativity for anyone who has a story to tell. Um, we've also now got Express for nonprofits. Whereby for free we enable nonprofits to create a beautiful visual content uh, and share their missions and connect with communities and expand their impact in the most creative and meaningful ways possible. Um, so we are we're constantly thinking about how we not only serve our core creative professional customers but also think about providing solutions for anybody who wants to tell a story. And in this day and age, everyone is looking to share their story and and and, uh, and has a story to share. Absolutely. You know, over to you, Emma. I think, um, you know, as we see brands move more into roles of sort of being responsible and promoting an equitable society, how are these brands that you work with displaying these acts of leadership that you see? Yeah. So um, in terms of kind of having that role, we see now that business has more of a role to play in terms of creating an equitable society. So if business has a bigger role in creating an equitable society, brands have a bigger role in terms of the business that they're in. Um, and this brand becomes really essential in terms of changing that, that story and really making sure that people understand the values of, of the business and, and which side you know they're gonna take on something. So brands that have got that potential to thrive are gonna really balance the experience with that integrity, integrity <laughs> to drive um, a more sustainable revenue growth and profit. And often they're quite tough and unapologetic and singular stances. So they're very much those North stars that guide the company's decision-making. Um, and we see some, some fabulous examples of it in terms of the, the top 10, like with Apple, there's the curation and quality of all their experience. And Apple's been, you know, in, in this pole position for so long now, and it's the stuff of legend, but actually there's much more to the brand lately, and, and its pledge to privacy is adding a very clear ethical stance there. And you see the same with brands like Lego, which has created this incredible universe of exceptional experiences, but has also made very significant commitments to sustainability through the sourcing of raw materials and productions and, and its goals in terms of that. And likewise with, with Nike that enters the top 10 this year with incredible cutting edge experiences, but this is from, you know, the very virtual nightland into the very real runs that they put on, but complemented by what they're doing in terms of trying to break barriers. So we can see it across all of those top 10 brands. They're really pushing it and, and making sure that they take the stand and things which are right, because they know then that they're sending out signals that their consumers can understand that they have that shared value belief. And it allows them to, to really sort of engage the brand in, in new areas and new places to, to move into. Excellent. And what do you think will drive brand growth 
this coming year? I mean, I guess we're already here. We're almost a month through it, but I still think <laughs> this, you know, it's, it's been a blur, to be honest with you. It was so difficult to get back from the holiday, but just for, for 2023, and let's let's go a little bit into 2024 too, just so we have a, an even year here. What are the things that drive brand growth? Yeah, so I think we, we've seen um, some key indicators of the top rising brands, which are outperforming in terms of participation, agility, and direction. But actually, it's those, it's the, I guess, the moves that these brands are going to make coming up that are going to be something that we're all going to be looking out for. And we think that will probably spread across ethics. And this is going to be the correlation between the ethical credibility and the competitive strength to make sure that they're really um, ahead of the game in terms of how they perform with affinity with their consumers and trust and participation. Um, we're also going to see um, more focus on inclusive, and we can see that already with the likes of Apple with Nike, but really making sure that brands are creating experiences for all and that they're very, very active in terms of that. And I think brands also that are going to be active in, in making sure that they're on the right side fighting climate change is going to be integral to, I guess, growth in general in terms of industry, but also how their consumers perceive the brands that they want to spend time with. So I think all three of those things are going to, be really important over the forthcoming years. And Simon, somewhat the same question to you. When it comes to Adobe, what will drive Adobe's growth over the next year? And I think as a something of an Adobe super fan, I think we already got that out of the way. What's next for Adobe? So I think I mean, to really build upon many of the things Emma spoke about, I think certainly you know, from our perspective, you know, we're seeing that Today, consumers expect exceptional digital experiences, and whether they're shopping online or streaming the latest show on their phone or browsing to buy a car or a home, you know, they want experiences to have that personal touch. So there's a much greater imperative on brands to deliver that, so those, those contextually relevant content and experiences to customers in those channel native formats and at a scale, a larger scale than ever before. Um, so I think that's that's really important. And I think also, um, you know, we believe that, you know, collaborating with the right creators and being part of the right communities and putting your audience first will be a huge driver. Uh, and that starts with having a deep understanding of who you seek to serve. You know, those content creators who, are, who own those mass audiences are seeking new ways to own the relationship and some will become platformless. So the growing voice of those influencers will mean that your existing customer base is your most important asset, both in terms of word of mouth and your reputation. So that's what we believe will really fuel that, that brand, brand growth um, into 2023 and beyond. In terms of what's next, um, well, you know, I guess we can't go through a podcast without mentioning the metaverse. Uh, it's, a, it's a much talked about topic. And uh, you know, to quote our chief product officer, Scott Belsky, it's never too early to be metaverse ready as a brand. Um, and so, you know, we're seeing, you know, increasingly brands adopting and experimenting three quarters of product images in, in IKEA catalogs are already rendered in 3D rather than shot. Uh, ice cream maker Ben & Jerry's produces thousands of product images in weeks rather than months by rendering them in 3D and at a fraction of the cost. So, you know, I think there's a, a huge amount of potential with, uh, with the metaverse. Um, and finally, you know, we continue to be committed to building a company that does the right thing by focusing on people, purpose, and our community. Um, and that's what will continue to inspire us and, us and our 26,000 plus employees around the world um, as we look to continue to grow this brand in, in 2023 and beyond. 
And, and, uh, you know, speaking, you know, Simon brought it up, opened the door to the metaverse, which was exactly where I was going to go next. You know, at Interbrand, you know, you're working with a lot of brands on a lot of things. Do you think that the metaverse provides an opportunity to allow brands or enable brands to express the values that you were speaking about earlier in a totally new and different way? And if so, and I, I'm hoping it, the answer is yes, but if so, what does that timeline look like, do you think, where we'll really start to see this, this shift in brands sort of representing things versus brands sort of showing us what they represent? I mean, they, they do to a degree now through, you know, social and, and, and some of their marketing, but it feels like the metaverse of all things would be just a great forum for that, that kind of messaging. So yeah, I think it's an incredibly um, interesting point, and I think as you say, it's it's already it's already there um, for a lot of these um, brands. And I think something that we see happening um, again, if you call on those sort of top performing brands, what's going on here? It's something where the brand is playing a slightly different role. I think it's there to not just connect the consumers with the product, services, experience they want to buy. It's it's trying to create a deeper participatory uh, experience with them. I think as Simon has just been sharing in terms of how um, they're bringing um, like their their creators into their world, it's a similar thing. And I think something that we see quite a lot is that um, breadth of opportunity that these brands can move from when they get that right. So I think creating these ethical, I guess, stands and making sure that they're creating better and closer meaning um, with their consumers allows them to create a more profound relationship and opens that door to um, engage them and bring them into their experiences like the metaverse, which would actually increase opportunity and inclusivity for, for people to have more of an experience with the brand. And I think when we see that, it's going to allow those brands to move into different exceptional sort of areas where they can really push um, into new categories, new spaces, and actually kind of challenge kind of where they've historically been in, in, in some role in someone's life, this is the opportunity for them to kind of spread across different categories and maybe push it into new arenas and new areas of, of thinking um, that those brands haven't been able to, to before, the way we see so already with the likes of Apple, with Nike. Simon, same question to you from the Adobe perspective. How excited are you about the metaverse when it comes right down to it? And what new things do, do you think we'll be seeing in the, next, in the coming years? Um, yeah, we, we, we are. We're, we're very excited. I think ultimately, you know, these universes will need to be filled with beautiful, rich content that engages the the customer. And I think that's you know very exciting for for Adobe. Adobe, given that we have the tools that can help these brands and and three D designers create this, this content. So you know, you know, we are we, we couldn't be more excited. We as I, you know gave some examples of of what some brands are doing today. Um, and I think it's, you know, it's helping these brands, you know, solve business problems now and in a scalable, scalable manner. And I think it's also, you know, there's a very strong sustainable ang angle to it as well, um, which I think will be increasingly important. Um, so, yeah, very, very excited about um, what we're doing already today with, with, with brands and how, um, how widely you think this will be adopted, you know, in, in the months and, and years ahead. Well, Emma, Simon, I thank you both for taking the time to be on today. This has been a fascinating conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been really good fun. Thank you. Thanks for listening. 
For more content like this, be sure to visit www.advertisingweek.com to find out more about our world-leading global events, thought leadership content, and podcasts. How do you make video ads that aren't expensive and time-consuming? You make them with QuickFrame by Mountain. Their solution has facilitated more than 65,000 on-brand video ads designed for creativity, audience specificity, and data-driven testing. Hijacking the benefits of massive creator marketplaces and funneling them into a highly curated network of expert video professionals, they've made it easy to quickly and efficiently produce video ads for any use case and every platform. Visit QuickFrame.com to learn more.